0: Sweat, 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 what? equity what? podcast what? in streaming show. The number one comedy business podcast in the, meow, 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 meow. on this girth earth. Well, number one. That's a new one. one
1: that I don't know if I like or not.
0: I'm the mirth of girth. Oh, Christ. That's what I want my, like, Finder <laughs> oh. intro to be. You know him as a mirth of <laughs> girth, Law Smith running in with a chair for real, Z. we just won another award right yeah what is it i don't know it was uh I it to you okay dude you just gave me so much sass <laughs> i did the whole <laughs> episode too what was that sassy. that was a chick sass bro guys, i've
1: been sassy all day your
0: hands might as well have been on your hips they were i already sent it to you um you know you can listen to this pragmatic entrepreneurial advice with the real raw dog doc uh on itunes apple podcast spotify iHeartRadio, anywhere podcasts are served in your eardrums the what? this this episode is sponsored by zapyak z-u-p-y-a-k the first search optimized ai writer i've been using it i'm a member man uh, that, look, I love it. I don't like all these very complicated AI content writing things. I just need to write a landing page. I just need to write a blog post. Bing, bang, boom. Four steps. Here's all the keywords I need. Oh, get that SEO up. You like that? Yeah. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Go to uh, Z U P Y A K. dot com and put in the promo code SWEAT. Sweat.
1: Sweat. Uh, we. What the hell did we win here? We won. Best SME advice podcast 2023 in the USA from North America that Business Something or Other.
0: SME means small, medium enterprise. Let's do this. Hadi toddy. It's called Sweat Equity. <laughs>
2: Listening to the sweat. Am I in the right place? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. I was
0: running. Yes. I was running stand-up bits by Eric. It wasn't which going great. Is always a bad idea.
2: Um, you guys, uh, are we? We're recording on Zoom, or do you guys use a different platform instead? I was just following what we use in the, in the calendar invite.
0: Oh yeah, we're we're gonna go live. We're live on tape. Um,
2: well, yeah, we
1: use LiveStream Studio, so like
2: this isn't the.
1: We plug you in, but uh, we've got our own cameras on our side. Yeah, but Sounds we try good.
0: we try to keep it efficient for both sides, you know, the less production yeah. the better. I just uh was asked to do a podcast and they wanted me to do a pre-interview and I was like, Nope. I'll do your podcast, but I'm not doing any fucking Nope, but I'm not listening
1: to the show beforehand either.
0: Right. No. And it was like, Well, all my biggest guests do that, and I go, I don't care, you ask me. I don't yeah. want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this, period. Why would you Yeah. Anyway, uh that aside, Jake, why don't you tell the people where to find you, who you are, where to find you. What you're about, what kind of guy are you?
2: Yeah, I guess start there. I'm trying this new thing when people are like, tell us about yourself. I don't just say, like, founder and CEO of Thursday Labs and blah, blah. It's more like, who am I? And then say what I ask other people. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very outdoorsy guy and I love action sports. And I think that says a lot about me versus just like me saying that about myself. Um, so I love a damn good adventure. And I think that. The way I build companies, the way I engage with people around me, pretty much all the decisions I make are just like, is this going to be a damn good adventure or what? Uh, So that's like, I think the root of all of it. Um, I just moved three days ago from Brooklyn to Los Angeles. So I'm in a half empty house right now, which is probably why you hear a little bit of echo and there's nothing on the wall behind me. Um, And that was largely in pursuit of better surfing. So like, there you go. That's pretty cool. Uh, And by day, I I run a company called Thursday Labs, which uh, basically I helped B2B startup founders build their companies through thought leadership content. And uh, we've got a whole system and process that helps us basically take you know, new founders who just raise their first bit of money and turn them into a whole thought leadership machine.
0: We, we like that. We like uh People that help people in the business world, entrepreneurial world. Where, What neighborhood in Brooklyn and what neighborhood oh, now? Oh, God. In LA? You got to do
1: the geography thing, dude? Come I love maps. You love Call to me Rand McNally, you motherfucker. You ever been down this street before? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm into
2: it. I dig it. I was in Greenpoint in Brooklyn, and Ooh, now I'm in fancy. Venice in, uh, in LA. That's, I lived
0: in Marina del Rey. I love Venice. Uh, Ooh, is,
2: nice.
0: it, is it crazy? I know cities, too. No, well, here, here's what's interesting. Orange County. It's crazy because there's campers everywhere. Uh, when I lived there 13 years ago, there's campers around Gold's Gym. Like every every place in Venice has all these like kind of squatters, but they have to move yeah. for the street sweeper <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. once a week. So <laughs> um, so they're kind of mobile ish, you know? Yeah, they got to roll it down on the other side. Technically of the street.
1: not homeless.
0: Well, the, I mean, well, the, no, the homeless problem homeless. in LA is like wild. Like it was bad when I was there, and it's. It's exponentially worse now. Is that still pretty bad down there? Um,
2: I don't think it's the worst I've seen. It's, it's, wow. it's, what it, it's kind of what I was expecting. I've lived, I've lived in New York for a long time. So that I've, I grew up around homeless people in some capacity. Sure. Mm. Uh, I, I lived in Denver for a while, both uh, like the 20 teens and then also during the pandemic. So I've seen some pretty bad homeless populations there. Spent a little bit of time in the Bay Area, which is the worst I've ever seen. This is not, <laughs> LA's not so bad. What I'm noticing in Venice yeah. is they, yeah, look, you see people like cruising around with big shopping carts and stuff, but the campers, they're like all in one street. I'm like, great, that's not my street. So w- whatever. Yeah. But uh, I'm talking near yeah, the that's...
0: American History X basketball courts. Uh, right, the, right, like, right. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah. Like, but, but what you think of like, this is a merry place. This has got skateboarding bowls and, you know, uh, yeah, sidewalk yeah. hustlers and all that stuff. Um, but if you if you go inland, you're going to see a lot more. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, I went
1: to San Francisco, yeah. and within two seconds, I'm not exaggerating at all. Of getting out of the cab, guys smoking crack on the street, just right there, dude. Tight. Within like two, I was like, oh, okay,
0: cool. Let's get to the hotel. That, I mean, but San Francisco is mind boggling because it's like the richest and the poorest yeah. at, in the same area. Yeah. It, there's a weird duality. It was still it was like eliminated. kind of
1: nice. Like the, like I was like I oh, smoking crack, but like the environment itself is still not that bad, even with him doing that. You know why? Well, no, and uh, it's windy. The smoke blows away,
0: <laughs> and all the turd smell <laughs> goes away. It's not like hot piss. Yeah, and exactly. Manhattan.
1: Like that air <laughs> is flowing, dude. That homeless
0: air is flowing away all the time. Jake, why not Texas? Get that income tax
2: credit because uh, I because I snowboard and surf really do much of either of those things there you, i've also never been to texas why don't we pitch florida to you You're how about wearing you wearing a cowboy hat yeah your hat says cowboy hat yeah that's my that's my colorado era uh i'm oh, yeah. big, big 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 fan of colorados um florida also not really for me again there's like not too many places with a lot of waves and yeah i mean i, I the taxing it sounds nice um in general kind of like I don't get enough value out of the rest of my life for me to make that worth it, I think, in those places just based off what I'm into. Good for you. Hey
0: man, I I just love Florida. I just want to pitch it to good people, you know.
2: Mm, yeah. Where where are you guys right now?
0: We're in Tampa. Got it. Cool. Um now we gotta ask, we ask everybody that comes on for the first time uh a couple of questions. First one, yeah. Uh did you listen to this podcast before coming on? Nope. <laughs>
1: Yep. Excellent.
0: That's that's uh I think that's uh pretty the majority common, of the yeah, answers. Pretty common answer. Now it it's kinda loaded because everybody we have on as a guest is with through booker especially is pretty busy. So I don't I but you know you could you could have thrown us a little well, a little something. Well, soon.
1: I mean we just got done talking about how we're not gonna do the pre interview. I'm not listening to the podcast beforehand. Oh, this yeah. is it.
0: This is it. But yeah. Uh, but that's us. We're we're the bad You're boys right. of we, business we're podcasts. Different. We're special. Yeah, we're, we're unique. Different. Okay, my mom thinks I'm cool. Yeah, both um, our moms. And so uh, the other question we asked, and this is, we're going to go deep, like mushrooms deep here. Um, cool. What advice would you give your 13-year-old self?
2: Well, let's start by thinking, what was life like at 13? So I was in seventh grade. My advice would be, Ask her out. And that's literal and also metaphoric. Um, actually heard that in a Theo Vaughn quote recently, which is kind of ridiculous, but I really, really like hey this man. quote.
1: Of, he spits some weird like, knowledge sometimes. He's, My buddy
2: Theo he's totally weird, The Rat King? He, he, yeah, but you know what? he's he's hilarious, but every now and then he'll spit something that's like, wow, that kind of got me to think. And this is one of them. Ask her out. And I love this because it sure, it certainly means like you see a gorgeous woman that you're attracted to, like go up and say hello, but it also means like think about. Moving to a new city, ask her out. Or you want to try a new food, ask her out. Yeah. Or you're, take you're a chance. by a new hobby, take the chance. That, that might be my
1: favorite new answer. Yeah, I, might I, be my favorite one.
0: Yeah, I would yeah, just I bu- just go for it. I bucket it under like that's kind of the same ish. Yeah. yeah, don't be a pussy. Yeah, well, it's like yeah. don't don't overthink it. Just go do it, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. But
0: I like that. And that I, has, that feels melodic almost the way you put totally. it.
2: Totally. Yeah, and the reason that's my answer for 13 is because I got some version of that advice and I actually took it when I was probably 19 or, yeah, 19 or 20. And then my life completely changed in so many great ways. You
0: got the advice at 13 or you got it at 19 and followed it at 19? I got it at,
2: yeah, I followed it at 19. and So I, I constantly ask myself, I'm like, where would I be if I had an extra six, seven years of following that advice? Interesting.
1: Well, did you need that six, seven years to really appreciate, you know, that's, when it came That's through? a good
2: point, too. Yeah, maybe couldn't have actually heard that profound, wise advice at 13 right. years old. I deal with
1: uh, a lot of 13-year-olds, the, and they don't take advice very well.
0: Well, if you, if you, yeah, if you I, look, I look at, at like, that as time squandered, do you now look at things in your life, analyze things in your life going on, and go, I'm not making that mistake again? Like, if someone gives you good advice that you know you need to take in? That's
2: a good question. I think there's a lot of, I, I believe in essentially what you're saying, which is, am I even able to receive that advice at that time? Like, were you even able to to notice it or understand it or internalize it or conceptualize it? So I'm probably receiving advice or hearing advice or being told advice all the time right now that I'm not even able to fully wrap my head around or <laughs> realize that like, this is probably something to pay attention to. And, and maybe in five years or in another 10 years, uh, then I'll understand it. So I know that's a bit of a loaded answer, and I hope it, I hope it gives a little bit to your I, question.
0: I was more or less saying, you know, do you look at things in your life now when you do have, um, let's say, a real interesting conversation that someone gives you advice that you did ask them for? Uh, do you, are you more actionable now, or, or do you find yourself doing the same kind of loop of like sitting on it for a little bit and then being right. mad that you sat on it?
2: I'm more actionable. It's always been in my personality to be pretty actionable, but there are, I think like anybody, my, you know, four, three or four things that I just like suck at and need to work on and probably should go to therapy for or address in therapy. Um, Tendencies I've had since I was a kid that come out in different ways and in various aspects of my life. And so those ones, I keep sitting on them, I think, because I'm a human being and uh, it'd be nice to, for whatever reason, figure out ways to not sit on those things so much. But I think like, is there anybody out there who doesn't have a couple things that they like consistently keep showing up that they need to work on? I think that's just part of it.
1: Yeah, we were just talking about how I needed therapy and I didn't want to go.
0: Yeah. A couple episodes ago, and you actually pushed me into it when I needed to go. Like you nudged me into it a little bit, and I I I did the better help thing. It kind of got my my toe in the water, and then I did you know in person sessions with. Uh, like that felt like Goodwill Hunting, um, but it was like, why? It because he was a hard ass and he oh, was like, doing
1: math and shit.
0: Oh right. yeah, no, I, yeah, I was doing some calculus on the wall. Yeah, and he's like, "Why would you do that to my whiteboard?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, we don't do the whole thing." <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, we're you're not Robin Williams and I'm Matt
2: Damon here. Is yeah. that not a yeah.
0: <laughs> And, and as you said, you were talking at the top of the show, you, how you describe yourself. My new dad joke is to say I'm a former D1 math elite. So, um, nice. you know, we can get some puns in there. Nothing from the soundboard on that one?
1: I'm doing a face.
0: Yeah, okay. It's uh, yeah, not good. We've got a soundboard that... Uh, no, the so,
1: soundboard, I mean...
0: I know. Well, I know. We do you even c-
1: care about the setup of this show at we, all? We've you got don't know company, how baby. Of I know. You expect you just show up and expect this magic to happen.
0: You're doing great. You're doing great. Thank it, you. Finally. I know. I know. All I, 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 see it. all I, need. I see you. I see you. I see you. you. Okay. Oh, hey, Jake. Um. So, uh what? Um. We should go to therapy. You and me. Couples therapy. Oh, you should want to do that.
1: <laughs> we should. We probably should actually.
0: <laughs> Be like, uh we're doing trust falls right now, dude. Um yeah. Ball punches. <laughs> Uh, so you're in Venice now, big life changes. And you know what? I like that you said you, you, you're a three dimensional character. I think a lot of people in your space, right? Because you're, you're kind of in this position, let's call it brand position of, you know, you, you, you are an advisor, right? To those that need help. Right. And I feel like a lot of that, a lot of it's so squeaky clean and unhelpful kind of content that you see out of probably your peers in uh, your segment, you know, the business coaches, just go. Anybody's g- trying
1: to get you to talk shit about your competitors.
0: No, no. But uh, if you do, that'd be great. But um, like go on LinkedIn, look at your in-mails. And if it's not like overseas outsourcing, uh, like promotion help, it's going to be these business coaches that are flawless. I think it's important that you have flaws and you, you're talking about them. So, I don't really have a question.
2: I was just saying good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, I appreciate that. I, I will not call myself a coach. I'm not a coach. No, I don't worry no an agency. No. Um, those are two kind of two, two of the few buzzwords that I, I've just always been contrarian about things. That's probably the easiest way to put it. And so when everyone's calling themselves X, I'm like, well, what, what, what can I call myself that people haven't figured out yet or haven't started to call themselves yet? Um, what's Y when everyone's going for X. And so, you know, with Thursday Labs, like it, it has elements of an agency, but like it's not, it's a, it's a company. This is more of a startup than anything else. Um, no, I didn't,
0: coach, I didn't, I didn't mean to down, ra-
2: ra- I didn't mean to down round. The would right, be right, called
1: a coach too. Just, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> not,
2: not at all. I, I know, I think it's actually, it's a good discussion of like more of where, where things are at right now with this type of, this industry, this business. Um, it's well, almost like you don't need to have credentials to call yourself a coach or or an advisor or consultant or an agency leader. You kind of just need to like start. That's pretty much it. The bar is so freaking low. And that for those who have been in it for a while, I mean, I started this company, a different version of this company. We pivoted into this I started it 10 years ago when I was 18 years old. So, um, it, and for other folks who have been in it for a while, I think it, um, it bothers me. 28
1: is the answer law if you're doing the math. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, for I said former D1 <laughs> math. League.
1: Yeah. Anyway, sorry. D1. Sorry. Uh, I knew it was just bothering him. You know, that math.
0: No, I, I, you're wise beyond your years. Um, and I think it shows that you aren't trying to do this flashy kind of way of going about it. Right. I mean, the fact that you made it to our show is kind of, you know, you might want to fire your booker, but. Um, but like you know, it's one of those things where how's that logic work? Uh, well, I'm saying we're not we're we're entrepreneurial talk with dick jokes. Our, our logo is a dick. That's a necktie. You know, we're kind of not for everybody. You mean
1: my greatest design work ever, dude.
0: Great logo. Nothing against it. I'm not saying any of your designs
1: bad. I'm sorry. I just have a bad day. We're
0: doing we're doing couples counseling for sure after this. Better help. Um, but. It's one of those things where, how do you differentiate yourself from these snake oil salesmen? I have a big bug up my ass about, especially marketing. Like, just these people who are like, "Here's all you do: one, two, three, bing, ding." And yeah, you're sitting yep. on a sports car, <laughs> looking cool on a Miata. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I think that there's uh, a decent analogy here. Is like, do you want to sell Honda sports cars or sell Lamborghinis? And Pretty obvious if you just think about walking into a Honda dealer versus a Lamborghini dealer, like what type of salesperson is walking up to you on the floor. They're very different people and they have a whole different ball, a whole different approach as to how they're going to potentially sell you that car. And by the way, that Lamborghini uh, salesperson, they might not sell you that car. I was just going to say, actually, they might just
1: play hard to get the whole time.
2: They might play hard to get. They might act, they actually are hard to get. They might kick you out of the store if Ooh. you're not the right fit there. And versus do they sell to anybody. So that's part of it. It's kind of like, instead of, um, I don't talk the talk. I'd rather just keep my mouth shut and do great work. Uh, we turn down clients that we don't think we can be successful with or that, that, that we want to work with. Um, we, I won't put out, I, I try to put out as little content about ourselves as I possibly can. Some of it is strategic, but everything's about others. And those are just, Pure opposite of what I think all the snake oil people do. That's really it's really that simple.
0: That's well, that's interesting because you know on my bullet point cheat sheet here, it, you know it says why are so many startups struggling with brand building? But I would say in the beginning you are the brand, and you your Thursday Labs has a more personal touch. That I mean that's kind of the bespoke brand positioning, right? That's yeah. uh, you actually give a shit. That's your thing. Some I find that interesting to basically take yourself out of a lot of content when that is your, that's your, that's your like advantage,
2: right? Yeah. I think I can still be in the content. I think any thought leader should still be leading the thought, but I don't think they should get on and talk about themselves. I think they should ask really damn good questions to others. I think they should provide thought provoking topics that get people to think. Or they entertain, or they inspire, they educate. But the uh, this the the opening of like I've done X, Y, and Z, so you should listen to me. Or hey, can I tell you all about myself? It's just like no, not interested in you. Interested in me? Why would I? Why would I want that?
0: Yeah, it's almost a short money introduction when people do that, right? It's like it will work on the people that don't think about it because they just yeah. go, I want to see results from previous. That, yeah. that is fact, and nothing can I go wrong data for me. I am data-driven,
1: so I am faultless.
0: I make data-driven decisions. Uh, you know, w- what are some tips for building a marketing team, a growth engine? That was my engine noise. I hated it.
2: Yeah, I think that the best place to start, if you're a, a, a startup founder or you are somebody who's building a company where you want to be the the forefront of it the face of it which i think first of all way more b2b business people should be doing that not just consumer brands uh best place to start is by producing your own podcast but don't care about people listening to the to the show check yep pull out the short form clips and edit them write a blog every week write a newsletter every week i believe those are that's the best place to start foundationally and that's reflected in my company's product and our offering. right? Like I believe in it so much that we, we sell that. Um, and I believe heavily in the volume game and the repurposing game. So you can take an hour a week to record an episode and that can very easily yield over a hundred or 200 plus pieces of content across the internet, all pointing back to the same place, which is damn good SEO. And to take a few hours a week to do that uh, between one or two people is pretty damn good investment in my opinion. So that's that's a good place to start.
0: I thought you said you didn't check out this podcast before. <laughs> just kidding. We I've been we staring were,
1: at you like the whole time we're, you were saying it. We're
0: horrible about doing our own shit. I'm trying to get better, man. You you're way better than me, that's for sure. Well, guys, I'll, I'll tell you what. You got to get over the gonna... ick. I'm, I'm over the ick. I've I've gone to the part. Where I've gone through all the stages of grief of per, having to promote myself as a part of this podcast or my stand-up career, and now I don't give a shit because I'm I'm closing in on forty. And I got a couple of gray pubes. And I got to make some shit happen really? and be actionable.
1: Sorry, I shouldn't care that much about your gray pubes.
0: Well, my <laughs> penis looks like an adjunct professor. I, um, I do
1: that. <laughs> you know, stick to the pubes.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, like, um, you know, repurposing time. Time is your commodity. That's kind of what you were circling around in my head. Um, now, how do you get the most out of the thing you did? The, the hard part is the opinion, I feel like, the angle. To make the content to go on the to go on your podcast and go you know um, uh, what's one of ours um, I'll
1: mark this right now and you can use it
0: um, how I just do this to shock you because you get uncomfortable the the swastikas was one of the, the greatest rebrands in history of branding
2: <gasps>
0: <laughs> I mean it contrary logic kind of took it flipped it on its, on its head I don't agree with it the message it is now, but it was a Hindu Sign of peace.
1: I'm not uncomfortable. By
0: the way, you used to get uncomfortable and be like, "Bah, bah,
1: bah, bah." bah." You would also, you know, turn me into a, you know, far right. uh, When you when
0: you slicked your when you shaved your head a lot, it was like that was American. What is different than now? I don't know. You're cute. That's what it's
1: all. (laughs) You're just trying to make me feel better.
0: Jake, uh, before, we, could do, we can go back and forth and pretend like you're not here, like we're a Cuban couple. Yeah, you got to
1: keep us wrangled.
0: Um, so, and part of that organic content for, for driving startup growth, like, again, not putting yourself in the story, in the narrative, personally, I find this interesting because everything comes from you down, correct? You're the founder.
2: Yeah. And you, you chose, they're like, is it an ick factor? It's a saturated factor. It's just everyone's out there, kind of looks the same, went to the same colleges, raised money from the same VCs, saying the same shit. Um, And that gets pretty tired and old at the end of the day. And I think everyone then looks like a salesperson trying to sell their product, sell their company, sell themselves. And we hate that as a consumer base now. It just doesn't resonate. So I think instead for for founders, and this is what we focus on, B2B startup founders, right? The, the the strategy and the approach is build a table, virtual table, and you're going to be the head of the table and you're going to invite 12, 15, 20, 50, 100, very influential, thought-provoking, smart, awesome people to join you at that table. And you're going to be the one to lead the conversation, to ask really good questions, to connect each other, to kind of sum up the points people are making. But no one heard of you but they've heard of everyone else. But the fact that you are the leader of that table, now they start to associate you with all the other people at that table. And if you don't have an ad budget, but you have a little bit of time and you've got money to, you know, six grand a month, eight grand a month, not a lot of money for an early stage startup. That's a really strategic place to start, which is like build these relationships with the influential people in your industry, provide them value by having them on your show and giving them free content, Uh, asking them really good questions. Just be known. That's the first place to start, to become known.
0: I think I'd go backwards a little bit, do that resource on it. What do you got? What do you got right now, right? Most people don't have the budget, so you got time. And I always think about it, how are going to fill your cup, right? Yeah. Like, what's the best use of your time? Building relationships, right? That's the long game. What can I do short term? All right, I can knock out these little things to set me up for the future, kind of, you know, this week, this month. That kind of thing. Short-term, long-term at the same time. Um, do you have something? You huh? look like you are going to say something. What? Why? What? You've been entrepreneurial I since didn't. you... Oh, I didn't. How we, dare you? Why, why were you winking at me and going... I always do that. Oh, okay. Um, what, <laughs> You've been entrepreneurial since you were eight years old with skateboards. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us about that? And like what other you know, kind of uh, businesses along sports. the way oh. or
2: action sports. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were a ton. It's um, it's just always been a tendency I've had since I was a little kid. I don't know where it came from, but I do know that uh, my dad especially saw it in me pretty early on and always inspired me and pushed me and motivated me to, to do the entrepreneurial thing versus the non-entrepreneurial thing. So eight years old, I remember I uh, started the first little project, which was I'm going to start a skateboard repair service which was akin to like a lemonade stand. So I made flyers on Microsoft Word with clip art that were like, if you need your skateboard repaired, call me. And I put them in about 250 mailboxes in my neighborhood. And Com- I got- Comic My parents box. got a phone call. Mm-hmm. A lot of Comic Sans, um, clip art with like, you know, a skateboard with a smiley face and arms and Ironically legs coming out of this. Unfunny fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Very, it's Sans yeah.
0: comic. <laughs> oh, <gasps> oh. Yeah. No, i don't think never that's thought, what
2: that never thought story. of that uh-huh. yeah that, that was good but um yeah my parents kind of got a phone call that said hey if your son continues to put flyers unsolicited people's mailboxes you're gonna have to find you <laughs> so i stopped that um is this, but in Denver? That's kind of all... this is in this in was in new york new york this was in new york oh shit! Oh, sure. yeah. so naturally um but you know what it was? It was me realizing I had no, I had no customers. What? I didn't do any market research on how many people in my neighborhood one skateboarded, let alone needed their skateboard repair. It was zero. So that was a good little learning lesson early on of like, you're going to break the rules. You're going to, you're going to get in trouble, but like, this is how shit happens. Um, and then as I got a builder, so I got a car, that's when things changed for me when I was like 16 years old and I started a, um, Actually, I missed one. There was a business, best, best margin business I ever did was around the age of like 13, 14. I bought one of those VHS to DVD converters. Nice. Yeah. And I, this, is, this is a classic one. So I'd been just go to like all the moms in the neighborhood and be like, give me a box of all your home videos I'll, for 50 bucks a video. I'll convert it to a hard drive. So I would just like come home from school, pop in a video, um, put it on, go do my homework, and then come back and it was like on a DVD. And then I put that in a, another machine that would go DVD to hard drive and then I'd send them a Google Drive folder with all their videos. Women would bring me like 50 videos. So I was making thousands of dollars for just like pressing play and pressing pause while I was doing my homework after school. So that was that was a good business. Then I got a car and I started an after school tutoring business where first I would tutor about five or six kids a day, five days a week at 25 bucks an hour. This was like first grade math, like Third grade science, because my school needed, or my our, our town liked to have the high school kids tutor the elementary school kids. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't need to be an AP math to teach someone simple addition. And then uh, I started to hire some other tutors under me <laughs> to go around and, and tutor. So tutor pyramid business.
0: Tutor pyramid tutor scheme. Okay,
2: hundred percent. Tutor, and you get three tutors, and you get three tutors minimum wage at the time was like $7 or something like that. And I did the math. I was like, Hurricane Sandy just ripped through. So gas prices are really expensive and I need a car. So I don't have to sit in my parents' house all day. I can't afford the car or gas at a minimum wage job with the amount of time I have after school and on the weekends. And all I really want to do is buy gas and weed and booze because I'm a high school kid. And math didn't work out. I couldn't make enough money by working at the movie theater or pizza shop. So I was like, but if I made three times that, Four times that, I'll have that and much more, and I can pay for college. So then I'd go to other kids and be like, You can make seven bucks an hour at the pizza shop, or you can make 12 bucks an hour working with me, and then I'll pocket the other 12. I didn't know that.
0: Were you born this way, or is this a learned behavior, you think?
2: I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, part of me is like, I was born this way because I was doing it since I was eight. But if my dad yeah, wasn't kid, there to kind like, sponge that shit that, up, yeah. Yeah, like if he wasn't there to show me that there's, at least just say to me, hey Jake, you could go get a job at the movie theater, or you could also do this. Like, let's just think about it for five minutes and talk through like, could you get creative here? If he wasn't there to give, start that conversation, I probably would have just gone for the pizza shop job and then who knows where I'd be now, probably like still work at the pizza shop. so, That's
1: huge from your dad. Like, it's you know, yeah, on so yeah, many levels beyond big. business. Like, just you know, to, hey, think about it from a different angle for two seconds. Yeah, for I, anything. Exactly.
0: I, I want my kids to see me work and as much physical work as I can show them. You mm-hmm. know, it's mostly on a laptop, but it's like, you know, when I'm out and about and I run into someone, I go, "That was a former client. Here's what I helped them do. Hmm. This is why I this satisfies me as having this job." you know, growing their business, it's very satisfying. I'm very lucky in that way and kind of have a talk with them. You said something about earlier that you're kind of a contrarian. Can I throw this pitch a different, put a little different light on it? Because my family, my family's called me a contrarian as a pejorative my whole life. And I think I'm curious and I want to see both sides of an argument. So I ask questions like, well, why wouldn't they do it that way? And then I get called a contrarian. And it was like, just shut up. Just play your right. fucking Game Boy. Um, yeah. But I, It I get, plays
1: into the, hey, just think about it from a different angle for two seconds idea.
0: Right. Same and thing. I think lawyers have this kind of uh, way of, of logic in, in breaking down a case or a situation. I think... Uh, well,
1: it's a lot of debate team. You know, it's like you're, you don't get to pick which side you are. They're telling you what side and figure it out.
0: Right. So, or Newton's Third Law. Right, I just watched Interstellar again. Um, <laughs> Newton's Newton's third law, you know, uh, whatever you know, whatever force has a, a equal force to that. That's whatever.
1: exactly the way he said it. That's tip. how he said it, dude.
0: He said it. Fuck it. He he Please. stole it from someone else, probably. But um, uh, but it's it's one of those things that uh, do you think you're just insatiably be curious, and not. I think you said it as a contrarian as a kind of a a slamming yourself a bit and I was like I think it's a curiosity thing.
1: I was going to say you and I are both we consider ourselves contrarian just you know I'm I'm someone I don't like to do stuff the way other people do it but but we
0: also want to be funny a lot of the time and comedy
2: is contrast and conflict so it's
0: like you know
2: yeah I actually take pride in calling myself contrarian Uh, I'm definitely curious but I kind of sum it up in like to be almost a little bit aggressive and, but, but real about it. Um, it's this like crippling fear of being average and normal. Yeah, sure. Cause you look around, yeah. I look around and, it, and it's like, look at the averages, like look at the data. And I, I don't want to, <laughs> not going to try to argue with data and statistics. The average people are broke in mega debt, freaking miserable, divorced, pissed, like suffering from lots of, emotional and physical and mental illnesses and that's that's the norm i'm like that's not how i want to have my short little stint on this planet at all so if i do different things then i'll probably get different results
0: yeah i'm with Uh, i'm with you i think eric co-signs on that as well i don't i I can't be the guy in a scratch off line or a lotto ticket line i can't
1: it's not it's nothing's worse than being stuck behind somebody can i get number 12
0: Oh, and they have their two they got they got their numbers, and I'm like, matter. why isn't there a scantron over here? Just go fill it out. Why is this our thing, man? <laughs> why can't we do it online? But the, the saddest line is when it gets really long, and there's people in a lotto line. They have to make a whole other like line at a
1: at a line of broken store. dreams.
0: You know, they need to go to my my Latin uh, my Hispanic Publix and go get a Jesus candle in the Jesus candle aisle. We got right. um, It's more of a section, but. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an aisle. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm in a very Spanish neighborhood. Let's just say a lot of Cuban grandmas trick me into taking groceries up. And they're like, you like thank you. It. Oh, well, my, my ego's like, I'm a hero. <laughs> um, but I don't want to be, I also don't want to just be average. And, and that doesn't mean I need to be so unique. I need to, I, I have to be the most unique or anything. I just, uh, you grow up kind of vanilla. You don't really want to be that. It's like,
1: way. have a lot of interests. Be able to talk about a lot of different things.
0: And it goes back to curiosity, is yeah, what I'm saying. That's, like, that's the driver, and you know what? Don't be
1: the person who's like, I don't talk about space.
0: You know what, Jake and Thir- just- Thursday Labs get, a, uh, you know, they get them to think their clients about their target audience's emotional level. I think we got Jake on an emo level. Sweet. I was just gonna let that pause sit I'm there. <laughs> Jake, you were saying something, sorry.
1: That's not something we do every time either, Jake. Sorry.
0: No, that was great. I think yeah, we all were in a ch- game of
2: chicken. I think that there's there's been a lot of scenarios in my life, starting from pretty young, which is where I think a lot of this developed, this mindset developed, which is like all the excitement in life, all the good shit, the the things that people feel like you might need to have get lucky for, like so lucky I met that person or like made that amount of money or ever is like, I don't think luck has really anything to do with it. I think it's all those results are just on the other side of that curiosity and that uncomfort, like it's just on the other side of it. And that curiosity and uncomfort is typically really freaking hard. Uh, And in some way, whether it's physically challenging or mentally or emotionally challenging, like it's just the goodness of life is just right on the other side of it being really challenging. And so I just am constantly curious about like, well, what could that goodness look and feel like? I just want, why would I not want more goodness? Uh, it's safe and legal, typically. So why would I not go for that? I just got to push through this like uncomfortable piece in the meantime to get to it. Like fuck that! I don't, I don't care about the you uncomfortable know, piece because that's temporary. So that's just kind of been the driver here. Is like realizing each time you do it, it's really not that bad, and then life just keeps getting better but better. So the curiosity is typically less about like what can I. It's sure. What well, can I learn from this, or what's it going to be like? But it's more just like, damn, how good could this get on the other side? Ooh, love it. Yeah, yeah, super we, positive. Yeah, we
0: love some optimism. That. Yeah, we like some intense optimism. We we yeah. just, I think we just scratched the surface with you. We'll have to have you back on the show for sure at some point. Sure. Um, of course,
1: guys.
2: Yeah, man. Once and you get the
1: furniture and stuff. Something on that wall back there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once it doesn't look like you actually <laughs> got... I just got a frame TV this morning. Like this, I'm pointing to it, but it's below the camera. It's one of those Samsung TVs that you can load up your photography onto. And I'm a photographer, so that it's fun to do it. But I haven't hung it yet. I'll hung it up, hang it up tonight. Sweet. Uh, when I when have some free time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah
0: that'll that, be in the background. That whole thing of like getting a new place, you're like, God, I don't
2: want to do any of this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just want to... But, you know... Keep it curious and just ask the girl out, man.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, buddy. One hundred percent.
0: Appreciate you coming on, and we'll we'll have to have you back on pretty soon.
2: Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. This was fun, and uh, we will talk soon.
0: See ya.